Hello, my name's Ed Frawley. I own Learberg with my wife. This is a really good question again. We get them almost every day. You don't have to be a customer of Learberg to ask a question on uh, training, behavioral problems, breeding, health problems. If we can answer, we will answer. And if, we if, if people send in questions and we don't think there's enough information to offer good advice, we're going to write back and say, what have you been doing? You'll see how that worked out with this particular question here. Cindy had to write this person back. And it's about a man that has a nine-month-old Dogo Argentino. That's a big bully breed. And he wants to know what the most effective remote collar is that we sell. And we're not going to answer with a specific one right away, but we're going to talk to him about how we approach remote collar training. First, I'll read his question, because it's short to begin with. And it was an example of, we need more information. Hello, what's the best, most cost-effective remote collar to use for a large dog? I have a nine-month-old Dogo Argentino who has a very high drive that overrides her will to please most of the time. I'd like to purchase whatever is best. Thank you. Cindy goes on to say, most of the collars we offer are effective, but the dog will need to have some obedience training first, and then the collars layered over the commands the dog already knows and performs well in a low distraction environment. Here's where she goes back to this person and asks questions. How much training has your dog had so far? What specific issues are you having? If you can let me know the details, I can make some suggestions for a collar and training material. So, he wrote right back and he said, we've just started our obedience training three weeks ago. It's too soon to start remote collar training by a long shot on a dog that is nine months old. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Our neighbor has Shelties. Every time they let their dogs out, they come charging to our fence, barking incessantly, incessantly. I think initially it really startled our puppy. As she's grown older, when we let her out now to relieve herself, she immediately charges the fence and starts barking at these Shelties to see if they're there. In fact, one time she almost got through and we had to reinforce the fence. She's very territorial now and just seems fixated on protecting herself and our backyard. Now, if there's anyone in their yard or any movement from their yard, she's in high drive and barking like crazy. She stops and backs off if I'm out there with her and I say no. So she does mind when he's out there. But initially, she's just in high drive when I let her out. It's almost as if I'm not there until she hears me say no, and then she comes to her senses. She knows how to sit and lay down and heal, 
nothing with regard to staying yet. So here we go. Then Cindy went into additional <laughs> information here. She, she has a good point. She says, have you talked to the neighbors? Because a lot of times, talking to the neighbors can help solve the problem. It's a two-way street here. And I'm sure they, if they're good dog owners, they want to solve the problem as much as you do. So maybe there's a way of communicating and, and letting each other know when you're going to let the dog out. I don't know. That's just something that we would try. But in the meantime, uh, we will need to take her out on a long line. So we wouldn't let her open the door and let the dog charge out, charge the fence, act stupid. We would go out with the dog, with the dog on a long line. We wouldn't allow her to practice bad behavior. Now the problem here is this dog has been able to practice bad behavior for nine months. Had we, had he taken this dog out on leash from the very beginning, as soon as the dog started to fixate on the other dog, they just tap it a little bit, come on, come on, let's go, go potty, over here. The fence is over there, leave those dogs alone. Come on, over here, hurry up, go potty. That's how we handle our dogs from the very get-go. After nine months, things are gonna change because the longer you have allowed the dog to practice bad behavior, the harder it is to change that bad behavior. You could have a scenario where in a period of a month, you could have a puppy. We have a one-year-old Chihuahua right now. I bred police service dogs for 35 years. Now I have a Chihuahua and a Border Terrier and a Shih Tzu, and my wife has the German Shepherd. Anyway, I'm whining, but I love the little dogs now. But my back to the point is, is I can teach them, and I just got through doing it with our Chihuahua, this is where you go to the bathroom, and this is what you do when I take you outside. And from the very beginning, we would stand there with her. No, no, come on, hurry up, go outside, go outside. We want them to, we, we want to teach them it's a behavior to pee and poop on leash. That really becomes important when you're going to travel with the dog, and you have to go to the vet. You want them to pee and poop outside. You don't want them doing it in the, in the office of the vet. Maybe some vets deserve to have them pee and poop in their office for some of the stupid advice some vets give. That's another story too. In the meantime, we would take her out on a long line and we would break the cycle and redirect her away from this other fence. Just stopping her physically isn't enough though if she's focused so long on this other dog's area. The e-collar e is good, but personally, I like a dog to have really good obedience on leash before I start using remote collars. And that's very, very important. We have very good remote collar online courses, one that I've done, one that Michael Ellis has done. And we try and tell people it's a lot easier to teach a dog in using a remote collar if you layer the remote collar work over a well-trained dog that's on leash, that's how you introduce a dog to a remote collar. And I'm not gonna teach you how to do a remote collar in 30 seconds here, that's just not the way we can do it. We also want our dogs, before we use 
a remote collar to understand uh, leash pressure. And I just recently did another online YouTube video on leash pressure, but we have courses on how to do leash pressure. And if you search on Learbird.com, you're gonna learn about leash pressure. And we wanna have our dog to understand the word come when we call them. And that's all trained on leash, starting with short leads, starting with long leads. Once they understand it, adding distractions. We start with remote collars in a distraction-free environment, layer the collar at low level when the dog is on leash, and then progress up to off-leash work. But that takes a long time with a lot of steps. We also want to teach our dogs to go away from us to a designated spot. And the way we do that is we teach a dog a touchpad. And we start with a touchpad, the dog understands it, using marker training, using high value food rewards, and we progress from a touch pad that's the size of this computer to the dog bed, and then, and then from there, go potty here. We wanna teach them to go there. That's just three different ways, but we teach a dog to go away from us. Sitting and downing is okay, but it really doesn't have anything to do with his problem here, nothing. And Going to obedience class is not going to solve this problem. I can't tell you how many millions of times in the last 43 years people have written and said, well, I've taken my dog through obedience class and they had problems before they went to the class. They have the same damn problems when they come out of the class because it doesn't, obedience training is, doesn't solve these problems. It's, they're beneficial to a point but dogs have to learn to live by your rules, and they don't have to learn it with corrections. You don't have to correct the snot out of the time, out of the dog all the time. That's just going to destroy your relationship with your dog. What this person should have been doing, and it's not too late, is focusing on how to build a relationship with the dog in a controlled manner. And that's all done on leash. And it's done uh, using food rewards. It's done using toys, it's done in distraction-free environments, and it's not done in three weeks. It's not even done in three months. It takes months, and the way we approach a training is we work in the beginning from eight weeks to, I'm gonna round this off because it depends on the dog we're training that's sitting right there. It all depends on the dog. So it could be eight weeks to a month, or to, to 12 months, it could be eight weeks to nine months, eight weeks to 13 months, it doesn't, it, there's not, it's not set in stone. The dog will let you know. Once the dog has a really good relationship with us, once the dog has a really good communication system with us, which we, which we teach them using marker training, adding behaviors is simple, simple, simple and adding remote collars at that point is simple, simple. To answer his question, if I had a very large dog that was say 14, 15 months old and it had pretty darn good obedience training and it understood what I'm asking on leash and I was gonna layer the remote collar work on it, I'd probably use the 1900S. That's what Cindy uses with her dogs. I use the 280C on my small dogs. And 
You could use a 280C on a large dog, but the 1900 is, the Dogtra 1900S is one of the best remote collars on the market, and it's designed for larger breed dogs. 